do you know how to change the user preferences on System 1 to get the best use of the system for you? Well, in this video, I'm going to show you how. Let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. This is the first time we're meeting. I'm Dr. Gandalf of EGP Learning, where I look at supporting you with technology-enhanced primary care and learning. And in this video, I'm gonna take you through the user preferences on System 1 to make your life a little bit easier. How do I know this? Well, I'm also the administrator for the System 1 Facebook user group. That's S1FBUG, where we talk about these various different things and more. So if you wanna join, feel free to search us out. Don't forget to answer the compulsory questions. And if you wanna get even more resources, make sure you stick your email down so you can join the emailing list. If you want more information as always, make sure you ring the bell to get notified of all our videos and contents. And as always, subscribe, comment, share, and let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. Shall we begin? GP learners, in this video, I'm gonna show you some simple changes you can make to the user settings of System 1 that may help to make your life a little bit easier. Let's get into it, shall we? So first of all, go to the user and click on user preferences and all the things I'm going to be showing you relate to this particular menu. I'm going to go through a few of them in a bit more detail. So first up is the abbreviation dic dictionary. Um, you can use this. Um, I'm just showing you this one, although I have to admit it's not what I would recommend that you would do because I think there are better ways of doing what this does, such as text expanders um, and presets and stuff. But if you wanted to keep a, a repository of information that you can then copy and paste into any menu in System 1, this is one way you could do it. As you can see, I've got a couple of um, um, them, example ones here. And um, you type in an abbreviation, you put a definition, so the text with it um, to store. And then simply to put it into any part of System 1, you, for example, have a, um, a task here. You press Control, Shift and A, and it brings up the menu. And then you hover over the one that you want. So select that, press Enter and then control and V or paste, um, and then it will put that in there for you. As I said, it's um, a simple way of doing things. It's not the greatest, if I'm being honest, compared to other methods like text expanders and that kind of stuff. And if you want to have a look at one, there is obviously one in the EGP Learning Support Pack, which you can download for free by going to the website. Um, but yeah, it's an option if you want to consider it. Next up is appointments. So if you go to the appointments menu and expand it, one of the, the setting options here is staff ordering. Now I'm not gonna show this on my screen because that will give you the details of all the staff working this practice, which I don't have permission to do so, but this allows you to reorder the staff ordering in your appointments overview or appointments ledger view that you have. And the reason why that's sometimes useful is you can group them, for example, via the via role or via people that you know you need to have closer look at when you're trying to look at things and stuff. So, for example, um, on mine, I have myself and then I will have my trainee next to me so I can always have a rough idea of how they're progressing with their clinic um, when I'm working on call and, and that kind of stuff. So it just makes it easier for myself. Um, next up, we've got the bookmark URLs. So this is where you can edit and add extra links to the bookmark URL, which also sits under the clinical tools tab up here. As you've got a few default ones that System 1 send you, and then I've added some extra ones. So, for example, 
I've added our Wellspring Locum support video that we have. So this is a link to a video to show Locums how to use System 1 in our practice. Um, kind of the way that we like to use it. Um, it's down in written format, but also we've done a video and also an F12 guidance video. So F12 is our local version of Ardens is probably the best way of describing it. So a templated referral kind of guidance system. Um, and this video basically just shows you how you can load it up, use it, um, it does need a bit of an update because um, I think I made that a few months ago, so that's probably the next job I've got to do. Um, but definitely worthwhile having a look if you want to find it, and that's on the EGP Learning YouTube channel as well. Um, but yeah, where you can put simple links and stuff, and also the passwords. Don't worry about those, they're old, so they're not going to work even if you want to try and use them and stuff. Next up is the home screen. So if you click on this and expand it a little bit, you get to the button section. And all this is, this allows you to tailor the home, home screen that you've got on your system one. So as you can see, mine's in the background there. You can play around with that and change the settings how you want to, but that's how you can do it quickly and effectively. Right, power tip, instant messaging. Um, if you like to postpone your messages, um, then this is the screen that you need to look at to specify how long to postpone them for. Um, this probably is slightly less relevant than it used to be, particularly since System 1 now allows you to continue working when you've had an IM message, um, but still a useful one to be aware of. After that, well, let's go down to notifications. So this is definitely an important power tip that you guys need to be aware of. Um, how often have you had notifications ping up and you just think, I don't want you coming? Well, this is it. Um, you can either set this to three settings, which is not the greatest. It would be nice if you could set it to particular people because that may be more relevant or particular groups. Um, but effectively, you can set for all notifications, urgent notifications only and never. Um, I can imagine a lot of you go to never. But obviously, if you do that, just remember to, to actually check your notifications on a regular basis. Um, I have mine set at urgent notifications because that's how we get a lot of our partner ones. So that at least I can keep an eye on that and stuff. Um, next section I'm going to have a look at is pathology. So um, in the pathology section, one of the key things to have a look at is the filing. So this is where you can set the default actions when you go to file a pathology result. And um, as you can see, mine's set to normal and take no action because that's what I tend to do for majority. And obviously I can change those based on whatever results I need to do. Another um, useful box I think that many people should um, tick is the immediately archive report one. Now this does depend on what you do in your practice and it's important that you recognize that. But um, if you're the type of practice that doesn't um, leave reports for patients to be able to inform of them, if you have a different system and stuff, then just do that so it gets rid of it so it doesn't ping up on the home screen straight away afterwards. Sounds simple? Yeah, cool, right. Next up, patient records. This is where a lot of the bulk of the kind of um, uh, settings changes can be useful and particularly in the consultation view. So this is where you can um, edit how your consultations come up and stuff. Um, the ones I tend to recommend to a lot of people is um, changing the blood pressure one because it's one that people don't realize. It's, it's default is set for um, standing. I think, it, no, sorry, to lying is the default. Um, but I change it to sitting because actually majority of times in clinic, I will do blood pressure whilst the patient is sitting. Yeah, sounds reasonable. Um, I think the other thing that if you want to have a look at, so as many, some of you may have realized, I use, still use the old consultation method system uh, compared to the HEDP one that many of you will probably be using. Um, and also if you want to switch on or off automatic recoding, here's the setting that lets you do that. Um, but I, I'm slightly old fashioned. I've been using system one for many years and I like to use it the way I like to use it. Um, so yeah, that's not going to change anytime soon, I'm afraid. Um, 
Also useful is the reminders one, um, and the reason why I've mentioned this one is having it so it shows reminders when you're viewing pathology results. The reason why that can be useful, you may obviously have specific patients where you get reminders that is relevant in terms of what their clinical conditions are, and that's where you may keep that information to, to remind clinician, clinicians, you know, for example, patients with um, autoimmune conditions, that kind of stuff about why they need regular monitoring and that kind of stuff. Do be aware that by selecting that, you will get more pop-ups when you're doing pathology filing. So it is a balance that you need to figure out what's best for you and for the practice and stuff, but it can be a useful um, tab to have ticked and stuff. Um, next up, we're gonna have a look at prescribing. Um, so the reason I wanna show you this one is the frequently used drugs section. So many of you will probably realize as you start to use system one and prescribe more often, it will pick out the ones and medications that you use quite often, bring them to the top, and you have this lovely little green star there. Well, if you needed to change those, this is the setting part that you go to and you just reselect drug history for that particular one. And the reason why that may be useful, um, so recently, um, naproxen went out of stock and uh, I temporarily disabled it for mine. As you can see, it's already ramped up quite quickly and stuff, um, but you know, it just helps you to potentially select against the ones that you know that you're not gonna be able to supply to patients. And I guess as we get more and more drug supply issues, this may be something of um, note and use in terms of how you use the system and that kind of thing. Next up, we've got scanning. Um, so if you go to the document processing part of this, um, one setting change I recommend all my trainees to do and new staff and stuff is the default scan action to make sure that's on complete. Um, when you start using the system, it goes to complete later and then that just keeps generating more and more work for you. Um, but make sure that's on complete. So then when you file um, a scanned letter, it's properly dealt with and stuff. Um, you can change it to another setting if that's relevant for yourself, you know, if you're the type of person that gets them first and has to send them to somebody else on every single time that you file them. So, for example, if you've got pharmacists in practice where that may happen, where the letters will go from the scanners or, or you know, whatever to the pharmacist and then to the GP, then changing that to forward may just save you an odd click here and there. But those clicks can do rack up and build up quite quickly. Next up. And um, tasks. Okay, so a few things on the receiving tasks. This is the section where you can adjust the notifications and the settings and stuff you get for all the incoming tasks and stuff. So whether you get dialog box, whether you get sound, that kind of stuff. There's a lot here, as you can see. There's lots of different ways you can get tasks and that kind of stuff. But having a quick little look at this may just save you some headache and stuff. This doesn't mean that you don't get the tasks, you still get them. This is the notification about the task itself. So have a little look at that because that may save you some time and things. Sending tasks. This sets a default way from when you create a task where that task will go to. So as you can see for mine, I've got the task is set to default, which is miscellaneous. But more importantly, all my tasks will go to me automatically. And you may say, why, why bother doing that? Well, simply put, whenever I create a task, if I want to send it to somebody else, I can select that. Fine, dead easy. By sending it to myself, if I forget to send a task or if I sent it to the wrong person, actually the first person is going to come to it's me and then I can redirect it. Um, and more importantly, this is how I make um, my own kind of reminder system when I'm using consultations and that kind of stuff. So if I need to refer a patient and I'm really a bit behind and I just want to get it, you know, the, the pertinent stuff down, I'll create a task, jot it down, and then it's on my list of things to do. So when I finish clinic, I can go through it and say, right, I've got to do this, done. It's a great way of managing your workflow, I find. Um, but that's how you can change the settings to do that for you. 
And lastly, um, task lists. Um, so this setting, the reason why I want to show you this is this particular part at the top. So how long you want tasks to be in bold after they've been updated. Um, and this can just help you pick out the more recent tasks in your task list so you can deal with them quicker if that's necessary or that kind of stuff. You can change that obviously to make it longer, shorter, that kind of stuff. It depends on how often you're in practice, how you work in practice, that kind of stuff, but a useful setting for you to be aware of. Um, next up, we've got the warning section, and this is the last little part. Um, similar to the task list notification kind of thing, the receiving task section, this is the big list of all the various different notifications you will get. Um, and you know, as you start to use the system, a lot of these will probably go away. And the reason, well, um, you know, every time you uh, try and open a second patient, system one will say you've got two patients open. Well, you can disable that when you do it. Um, but if this keeps happening, this is the, the kind of area that you can look at to change that and, and basically make some changes. It's a bit hard to read, as you can see, it's not these kind of thing. And um, to be honest, a lot of them I barely even come across. But certain, some of these um, you may not want to see and therefore make your life a bit easier. Obviously, by disabling them, you're taking away security process and things. But if that works for you, great. Why not? Anyway, guys, so that's the user settings. These are my top tips of how to adjust some of the settings in System 1 that you can change on your own user interface to make, hopefully, your life a little bit more streamlined and a little bit easier. Um, if you've got others that you think are useful to have a look at, why don't you send me a message and or leave a comment, even better still, so that you can share that information with others on, on the group and stuff. Um, I'll be creating some more videos that show you how to use System 1, hopefully a little bit easier, a little bit more effectively and stuff, and showing some of the simple things that you can change to make it using it a bit more effective for yourself. Um, and let me know what you think anyway. So anyway, guys, thanks for your time. Hopefully that's been really useful and, and informative. As I said, comment below. Make sure you subscribe to the videos as well so you do get the future stuff. And as always, subscribe, comment, share, and let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. See you later. Bye.